0: Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot! He was a pro! He never made it this far. A competitor. He was very good. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Just listen to the old Pork Chop Express speaker's advice on a dark and stormy night. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. When Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Where did you come from? From your blood. I'm brute. You will be. You underestimate my power. He's going to be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, ma'am. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Welcome back to the Random City Podcast. I am Jimmy in Georgia. It is time to get random once again. And this week on the Random City Podcast, it is episode 80. And here we can talk about random topics, cover all sorts of different things. And one of the things. I've been randomly interested in here recently more so than other, other times. Like, you know, interest is come and go. They rise and fall. They gain and wane, I guess. Whatever. I've always been a big video gamer, but not to the extent of some. It's been years that I would just waste hours and upon hours and upon hours at, at every day playing games. I like games. I still play games on a regular basis, but not to the degree or the link that others I find do. A while back, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. I don't remember. I don't think I have. Uh, I plugged up the old GameCube, which I had not played that in ages. Probably since I got the Wii. I haven't played the GameCube. And then I had had the Wii in, you know, eight years. At this point, probably eight or nine years. And so I played some of those games. And the one that I kind of got stuck on, which is funny, was uh, NFL Street from two thousand three or four and you have a team of players you can edit and customize certain ones you can pick up players from different teams etc and they're playing on the street or in a parking lot at the beach whatever just different random things and so I was just kind of going through there and picking up where I left off (laughs) you know who's how long ago 2007 or 8 or 6 I don't know I have no idea but uh, that was kind of fun and I, I played some of the Mario games a little bit I have the Mario Double Dash there. I'm really, a Mario Kart fan. I remember talking about Mario not too terribly long ago. On the shoes. Well, I went on some of the trips, as I mentioned. I was down in Pigeon Forge. I guess almost two weeks ago now. I don't know. Time flies about these days. And since I got back home, I haven't hooked the GameCube back up. But I did go into the other room and find the PlayStation 2. Hooked it up in my office. And so... I... I've been playing some random old PlayStation games. Uh, some of these I've had uh, for years, and I don't know. I think I bought the the PlayStation Two that I have in 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. I was I was on a nostalgia kick for a little while, and I bought a few games. And then that year, my mom or my brother or maybe both, I don't know. I remember, I remember telling them I would gotten a PlayStation Two, and so they found you know some pawn shop or somewhere around they, where they live a bunch of games real cheap. And so I, I got, I don't know, that, that summer for my birthday, I probably got 15 games, 12, 15 games of just random stuff. Um, a lot of those I still never even checked out, to be quite honest. Because, I mean, I don't know, I have my little phases. Like, I played GameCube early in October. I went on my trip, I haven't played it since. So I'm about to go on another trip this weekend, and I probably won't play PlayStation 2 much after that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I, the game I've started playing, there was two, really. And I've never played really either of these, even though I've had I've had the one for several years, at least three four years. I've never gotten to the Ratchet & Clank series, even though I'm a big fan of James Arnold Taylor, who provides the voice of Ratchet. And it's really fun. I don't have all of them. I have two, three, and four, I believe. And so I started playing two, and it's taken a lot longer than I thought it would. <laughs> I think I've been playing this game for about a week now. And probably played, you know, an hour here and there. And so I probably played about 10 hours over the course of the week. And I don't really know how far along I am in the game. I feel like there's pretty good ways to go still. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. But I really enjoyed that. And I also started playing a little bit of Jacks and Dexter. Jack and Dexter. I never really played those. The early 2000s. I had a GameCube. My roommate at the time had a PlayStation 2 and an Xbox, and so he had some games, and most of the games I played back then, for the, for the most part, not every single one, were either Mario games or sports games. And I didn't buy PlayStation 2 games since I didn't have the PlayStation. My roommate had one. And so I just never got into that either of those series. Now, years before that, back in the late 90s, I did not have a PlayStation 1, and so I played some Spyro and, and some of those kind of games, Resident Evil, whatever they had for the old PlayStation 1. But anyway, I'm having fun playing the PlayStation 2 games. And I still think it's kind of silly that for the most part you can't play these games on the PS4 and they're not even really available to download. Instead, PlayStation wants you, or Sony wants you, to pay for a subscription service, much like I talk about here lately a lot, it seems like, with Netflix and all the other things that want you to pay to to watch movies. They want you to pay like $10, $15 a month to play a bunch of old games. I um, mean, you have to have really fast internet speeds to do that, it seems like to me. But yeah, I don't understand that idea. I say I don't understand that idea. I understand the idea they want you to be a monthly subscriber and continue to pay them money rather than spend 5 or $10 on some nostalgia and stop. I get that, but it's stupid. <laughs> but anyway. And so, I've got a bunch of old video game stuff. Like, I just, I'm a video game person. My brother actually was the one who had an Atari twenty six hundred when I was a kid and I remember playing that. There was only the only game I remember specifically that my mom bought for me was Pitfall. I know I had other games that I considered to be mine, but I don't know where they came from, if they were for Christmas or who I don't remember. the only one I specifically remember her buying for me was Pitfall. I was like five at the time, something like that. I remember even up until like middle school, or maybe not middle school, maybe fourth, fifth grade. Uh, my friends at school and stuff, you know, would take the you take the games and kind of trade. Not necessarily trade them, but like I'll let you borrow Donkey Kong Junior if you let me borrow Empire Strikes Back, what whatever it is. I don't know. And I remember one of my friends, uh, say my friends, this kid named Sean something. I don't remember his last name anymore. He kept several of my games for years and years and years and years and years. And I don't remember if I ever got them back. I really don't. But it taught me a lesson, I guess. Anyway, saying that, I went to storage a couple weeks ago, and that's when I got the GameCube out. Because I was talking about... uh, It was after the the Super Nintendo Classic Edition had come out, and I was like, man, I want to find my Super Nintendo. I still haven't actually searched around and actually found my Super Nintendo, but I, I got a couple boxes of video games stuff out of the storage. And so I have the Atari 2600 in there, I have the Nintendo 64 in there, a Game Gear, a Sega Genesis is around here someplace. Again, I think it's in some of the boxes that I have stored here at the house versus in storage, but I haven't dug through the boxes to find it. I've got lots of video games. It's crazy. And that doesn't even include all the ones I bought in the early 2000s and went and traded in at GameStop for nothing you know, a dollar or two dollars, fifty cents, whatever. I mean, that honestly, looking back on that, was just so stupid. I know a lot of those games weren't worth much or aren't still worth much now, but the idea of just pretty much giving them away to get a tiny credit at the at the video game store was just a terrible idea one other thing i do want to mention about video games i watched a documentary on amazon called nintendo quest where a guy went out with the hopes of tracking down every single nintendo game cartridge officially licensed here in the united states i think the total was 678 and he his rules were he could only do In person, you know, either with collectors or stores. No internet sales, that kind of stuff. And it was a cool little show. Like, uh, it was probably an hour and a half or so. I don't know, it wasn't super long. But it was entertaining. The people were interesting as far as, like, kind of documentary stuff goes. And then after I watched that, I'd been seeing this on Amazon for a while. I think it's called The Video Game Years. It's kind of like a little TV show, but it seems more like a YouTube series at the same time. It seems kind of cheap, um, with bad green screens here and there, but uh, it, it's called, I'm pretty sure, The Video Game Years, and I think I've watched three or four episodes of that, where people are just recounting the arcade era, basically. It starts in 1980, and he talks about the arcade games, the the home systems, the different things that have come out, the things that are popular, and I think I'm up through 1983. If I remember correctly. I don't Something like that. And so that has been a kind of a fun little random thing to watch on Amazon. Well, I guess that will wrap up my random video game talk for the day. And this section of the show, our random chatter as I like to call it. And I guess it's time for us to jump into our random selection. And as I'm transitioning over there, I will throw in an old ad because that's generally what I do here kind of the break and after that little random old school ad we'll be right back with our random selection for this week's episode return to Hogwarts it's time to prove yourself to avoid peril and realize your skill you Summon your talent, defeat your foes, and be Harry Potter in the video game, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Rated E for everyone. EA Games. Challenge everything. Okay, our random selection this week, as you've seen in the episode title, if you're listening to this, is the Harry Potter movie series. I am not a Harry Potter book reader. I have listen to the first audiobook. My wife and I have all of the audiobooks, um, thanks to Audible, but I've never I've never gone past that first one we've listened to on a car trip at some point. And I've seen all the movies maybe three times. I don't know, somewhere in there. We're actually kinda rewatching them now. I think we're up to number four at the moment. I like them. I think they're interesting. I, I think it's funny. Harry Potter is one of those things that when I first heard about it, I I, I really the main thing I heard Was it made kids interested in reading? And this was in the late 90s before it was a huge movie series. It was still, you know, just the books. And I'm not sure how many books had come out at that point. The first time I I kind of saw that it was like a phenomenon or whatnot was probably early, the mid, the year 2000 or so. And this was probably the movies, probably in production at that point. And again, since I'm not real familiar with the books, I'm not sure how far along they were. But I remember going to Sam's Club. And seeing just stacks of Harry Potter stuff. And I think someone had to tell me what it was because I didn't know. And the other thing I really remember about Harry Potter around that same time was people on TV, like on the TBN, for example, the Christian Trinity Broadcasting Network or whatever, were talking about how evil Harry Potter was, you know, because of witchcraft and whatever else. And. For the most part, I'd, I'd kind of stayed away from Harry Potter. I, I don't know. It was a kid's thing. I wasn't a kid. I was in college at the time. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't interested. And it wasn't until, I guess right before The Deathly Hallows came out that I started watching the movies. My wife had read the books. My wife watched the movies as they were coming out. And I think, I think The Deathly Hallows was the first movie to come out after we got married. If I remember right. And so, like part one. And so we went out and got the Blu rays for the first six movies. And then I think we watched the last two in the theaters, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I like the movies. I think they're pretty good. They're entertaining. I like Harry's, like, kind of hero's journey. It's an interesting story, especially if you're not familiar with what's going on. There's ser- several points of interest that I here don't want to spoil just for whatever reason. Some twists and turns along the way that are kind of awesome. As far as the movies go, there there's such a dramatic shift from the first two movies into the third movie, and then from the third movie to the fourth movie. That third one was weird. The first two seemed kind of fantasiful, kind of lighthearted. I mean, yes, there was danger, there was intrigue, there was mystery, there was... Wizards and witchcraft and all that kind of stuff. And you know, the Voldemort wasn't really back in full force yet, but there was danger. But it, it still seemed kind of fun. The third one seemed kind of stupid in some ways. I mean, just some very almost idiotic things. It seemed more like a, a weird Tim Burton movie in some ways than it did a Harry Potter movie. Uh, especially with the bus and some of the silliness with the tree. Uh, I don't know. It's, I still like that one, okay, but it, it's it's got some issues. And then once you get into the fourth through the to the last, I feel like those are more consistent among one another. I think they stuck with the same director. I think it was Yates for most of those movies, if not all all those movies. And so I think that helped. But it's interesting seeing the kids grow up. And I know there were some different delays, like when Dumbledore passed away, and they had to replace him, and so you can definitely tell some time had passed in between some of the movies how old the kids started to look in between you know from the last to the next especially watching them you know night to night or i mean usually that's what we would do um with stuff like this we would not watch them in a marathon fashion as far as one after the other we might watch one on say monday then maybe tuesday or wednesday watch the next one and thursday friday watch the next one you know it's taken us a few several days i don't know how long we or when we started watching them but it's taken us a little while to get through 1, 2, and 3. I really like Hagrid. I think he's an interesting character. Has an interesting story. Um, Snape is, is very interesting in lots of different ways. I feel like for a large part, Ron seems kind of dumb in the movies. Even though in the books, apparently, he's not so dumb. <laughs> and some of the stuff, I guess, Hermione does in the movies. Things that Ron's did in the books. That kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Um, Hermione definitely seemed kind of like perfect, knows everything. And I don't, again, I don't know exactly when these were written, but in a lot of ways, the three of them remind me of Corey, Sean, and Topanga from Boy Meets World. And I wonder if there was any single connection between that and, <laughs> and, and J.K. Rowling and her books. I have no idea that there is, but I feel like the whole thing with Ron and Hermione just seems out of nowhere to me. I, f- I feel like it would make more sense for Ron not to be with her and it would be Harry. I don't know. I I feel like Jenny comes out of nowhere as far as relationship stuff goes. I don't know. But I guess if you look at it, I always always think of it when I think of Corey, Sean, and Topanga. Actually, I guess I should be thinking of Ron as Corey and then Hermione as Topanga and then Harry as, as Sean since Harry's the one who gets him into trouble with his personality and things that happen to him and whatever. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting take on it. And then in that scenario, Sean would end up marrying Corey's little sister from Boy Meets World. Which I can't think of her name. Morgan. There were two Morgans on that show. Huh. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I like Boy Meets World. Maybe I should do a Boy Meets World episode. I could probably talk more about Boy Meets World than Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter's kind of a, a good spooky movie series to watch around Halloween. It was, it's not really creepy. It's not really scary. And so I think that's kind of a fun thing to go towards the Halloween season in. And I guess since we've been mentioning Harry Potter, we mentioned Audible as well earlier. If you want to check out a couple of those books for free, you can go over to audible.randomcitypodcast.com. That'll take you to over to Amazon and you can get two free audiobooks there or the free trial. You can cancel anytime. You can keep those two free books. So that's kind of a good deal, especially since most podcasts always tell you you can only get one. So, once again, That's audible.randomcitypodcast.com. You can sign up for a 30-day free trial to get two free audiobooks. And those could be the first two Harry Potter books or whichever other many thousands of books they have available. And so I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of the Random City Podcast, episode 81. And if you'd like to send in your thoughts, comments, questions, theories, whatever, about Harry Potter, about video games, about whatever... You can do that in lots of different ways. You can email us at randomcitypodcastgmail.com. Follow on Twitter at randomcity. Follow us over on Instagram at randomcitypodcast. You can also subscribe and listen to the show, rate and review if you'd like, in all sorts of ways, iTunes, Google Play, Satchel Player, the Apple Podcast app, and then if you look for the Jimmy and Georgia radio feed in iTunes or also in Stitcher. You can call in the show or text message the show at 773-71-RANDOM. And I think that's all the little plugs I like to do at the end of one of these episodes. And so, until next time, this has been the Random City Podcast. I am Jimmy Georgia. Peace.